Alright, welcome everybody to this week's episode of Midweek Matinee. We're talking about the 2020 film The Dark and the Wicked. It was directed by, let me pull it up, should have had that already. Brian Bertino, the guy that did The Strangers. The original Strangers. I didn't know it was that guy that did it. Yeah. I didn't realize that. He also did the A24 movie The Monster. Not familiar with that one. I have that. I haven't finished it. That one was pretty good as well. And he was a producer on a lot of horror stuff too. He also did something called Mockingbird, which I've never heard Mm of. It's about a clown with a balloon on the cover. So like an it knockoff, I guess. Never heard of that one. (laughs) It sounds pretty familiar. (laughs) Chris, you're here this week, right? I am here. How are you doing, Blake? I'm doing good. Also, we have a very special guest, Luke James. He's here joining us this week instead of Brett. How you doing, Pretty good, man. Thanks for having me on. I definitely appreciate it. Hopefully my scratchy voice isn't too bad, just dealing with a little bit of sickness here, but I'm excited to talk about this movie. I've been thinking about it all day, so let's get into it. Yeah, yeah. for sure. So this is everybody's first time watching, correct? Yep. All right. What did you think of it, Chris? How did you like the movie overall? It was super weird because I liked it a lot of the time, and some of the times I found it very boring. Sure. But for the most part, I think I enjoyed it. All right. What about you, Luke? How'd you... How'd you take the film in? I thought it started off very strong. It sucked me in with the concept, um, mm-hmm. just the atmosphere. You know, it's very dark and eerie and creepy. Um, one thing that grabbed me right away was when you see the little demon face in the middle of all the goats. Do you remember that? Right at the start? You yeah. see him crouching there? I was yeah. like, holy shit. Little little things like that really just grabbed my attention because it was so well done. I had to rewind it a couple of times, and I found that one part... It had me looking in the background the whole time I was watching this movie. Mm-hmm. And if I found my attention drifting away for one reason or another, I would actually rewind and just make sure I didn't miss him popping up again. Because he does pop up multiple times. Uh, there's one point yeah. where he's standing behind Luis in the doorway when she's walking around. Uh, there's another time where you see the shadow uh, in the barn behind her going up. So I thought some of those effects and ideas were really cool. But I do agree with what Chris was saying where... I did find myself bored at some parts because it started strong. Mm-hmm. Then as the movie went on, it just kind of meandered. Uh, it brought in some characters that, I don't know, I didn't really care about too much. They didn't bring a whole lot to it. And not to jump too far ahead and yeah. get into the ending too much, but the ending just was, was so abrupt that I just said, oh, okay, yeah. here we go. And mm-hmm. um, yeah. it is one of those horror movies where everything just happens because it's the devil, and, you know, that that idea has been done before. So when certain things are happening that aren't fully fleshed out or made to make perfect sense, it just kind of seems like, uh, I don't want to say lazy writing, I feel like that's kind of a dick thing to say, but for lack of a better term, uh, some parts felt a bit like lazy writing to me, the way that the story played out. But I did like the overall idea of it. What about you, Blake? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I pretty much agree with what both of you guys said. I think that the the beginning was great, and I think that's why the slow burn nature of it didn't work. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of the slow burn movies start slow and then build up over time, whereas this started pretty like with a pretty big bang and then meandered, yeah. like you said. So it kind of got your hopes up that it was going to be like not necessarily action packed. That might be the wrong descriptor, but like eventful, I guess, throughout the whole thing. And it kind of wasn't. Well, that was one of the things that really threw me off about this movie. Is I remember. I think it's really the first half an hour where this movie is like popping off mm-hmm. and it was popping off so much to the point when I checked how long the movie had been going on because yeah. I <laughs> felt like I was watching the ending, yeah. you know, and I was like, wow, this movie flew for an hour and a half. And I'm like, oh, there's another hour. Yeah. 
you know? Or like maybe because I know Voodoo is real bad about having resumed, like and you can't start yeah. it over. So I I always almost felt a couple times that like, wait, did I accidentally like resume this in the middle? <laughs> like if yeah. it wasn't for the credits popping up here and there in the beginning, I would have like legitimately been worried that I started it in the middle. It's it's inter- it's almost interesting in a way though because it almost is like the end of a slow burn into the start of a slow burn into the end of a slow like almost as like a circle mm-hmm. sure but it doesn't really pull it off because the middle's so boring that it's kind of like eh, yeah could have not done it this way it's interesting setup but i don't think it pays absolutely well. that's how i felt too i mean i mentioned how you see the devil popping up at certain times that was great and god damn can we talk about chopping the carrots that that, oh my that, God. that, that oh, yeah. was a highlight for me because how often do you see in movies where they use that same sort of trope, right? The cutting of something yeah. Yeah. and it zooms in and usually nothing happens. It's just to put you on edge and to give you that bit of anxiety. But in this movie, mm-hmm. then she actually cut and then she kept cutting her fingers. Kept oh, cutting. Yeah. man. Over yeah. and over. That was nasty as hell. But I thought that was a, a cool part. But again, it ties into the whole idea of how you get all these memorable things occurring at the start of the movie. And then the middle part, it's just... It's so drawn out. Like, you don't see the devil pop up in a while. You don't really have any good gore events or much of anything happening. They're all just sort of figuring out what's happening um, with their mom, who obviously had been going crazy. Then, of course, they find that she's hung herself, and they're dealing with that. And the priest comes. And then the part where uh, Charlie killed himself, I was just like... That kind of is it just me or did that kind of come out of the blue and it it didn't really matter much? Yeah, like that happened, and I actually thought it was a priest at first because they had the uh, same type of look. Just uh, yeah, mm-hmm. I told Haley I was like, man, all these fucking old white dudes. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's exactly what I was thinking because I thought it was a priest at first, and then I had yeah. to rewind and you know figure it all out. But I don't know. He killed himself. I'm like, okay, I guess this character who we were introduced to. At the start, and how much screen time did he have? Maybe like three or four minutes max. And yeah, like, it couldn't. Yeah, like it, it just wasn't impactful that he killed himself. It was kind of like, who cares? No, it was it a was good scene, but yeah, it it just didn't hold any emotional no, weight. Not at all. It was weird because wasn't that Louise who was the apparition in front of him? Yeah, like cutting herself. Uh, that that was the thing is I don't I don't know who this guy was, so that that didn't mean anything to me. It's like, yeah. why is she yeah. there? I'm assuming, like, it's almost like a stepfather kind of thing. He's just a family friend, as far as I knew. There wasn't much to him other than yeah. at the start. Remember when she pulls up and Michael, her brother, is working with him and they're fixing a truck or something like that? And he was mm-hmm. just kind of there. And it's like, okay, who's this old guy? Yeah, you yeah. get the information that he's taking care of their mom, but then you get nothing else. But then you also get the information that he has a granddaughter. So it's like, why was Louise appearing in front of him to drive himself to suicide, not his granddaughter? Right. You know, it was a yeah, little and weird. Yeah, when the, the granddaughter <laughs> yeah. shows up at the end, it's just like... It exactly. Just, these are all the things that just didn't make sense, and it ties into what I was saying earlier about, oh, it's the devil. The devil's just making everybody go crazy, and it's just kind of... <laughs> I don't know. I feel like they could have fleshed the ideas out more. I'm not sure how exactly, but it just seems like stuff happens. And then more stuff yeah. happens. Well, that, it doesn't really hold a lot of emotional weight, as uh, I think it was Blake that said that. Mm-hmm. That The stuff with the devil kind of plays into a big pet peeve that this movie... I have that this movie played into a lot, where they have scares in this movie that are just for the audience. It's so, it annoys me a little bit sometimes when I'm like... Because it doesn't have any effect on the character. Like, you brought up mm-hmm. the shadow, 
which I thought was a really good, like that was a cool scene for me. But it's one of those scenes where you kind of, where I was kind of watching and I was like, but w- what is the purpose of this for the characters, right? Because she never sees yeah. that shadow, right. you know? So it kind of takes away to me from like, oh, that's a cool scene. You know, there's a lot of those scenes in this movie where I wish maybe she turned around and seen the shadow and run away. Or when the mom is behind Michael, he turns around and sees her instead of like, well, here you're watching this movie. So here's something scary for you to see that the characters just have no knowledge of whatsoever. Yeah, you want the reaction right. from them. Exactly. It just pulls me out that little bit where it's it feels like performance art, you know? Which yeah. I guess it is. That's the might not be the right way to say it, but... There's one really weird part in this movie, too. Um, I think it was when Michael was in the farm near the end and he was kind of losing his mind. And did you guys catch yeah. the goat in the back and there was, like, something on top of him or something going on? Did you catch that? I, re- I rewound no, it a I couple didn't. times. I could not make out what it was. But the goat was rocking back and forth. And it looked like there was something on top of the goat. I couldn't tell if it was like a little creature or what. But there was some really weird shit going on. But I just could not tell. Even when I rewound it and uh, froze it on the frame, I couldn't tell. So I thought maybe you guys might have caught yeah, that. Yeah, but Yeah, I'm not, I didn't even no, catch that. I'm not yeah, sure. just some really weird shit. I remember the goats. I think my biggest issue with the movie, and it's something that I almost didn't bring up because I have no way to explain it. But something about it felt off, right? Like... The lighting was all good, like the acting was really good and everything, the cinematography was fine, like it was really, it was fine, but I don't know, it just felt cheap in a way, I guess, and I don't, did, did that make sense to y'all? Did y'all feel that way at all, or? It just feels like they didn't take the story as high as it could have gone. That was the overall feeling that yeah. I got from it, because I do agree, the cinematography was great, I actually watched at my computer with my headphones on, and just the little musical cues I thought were great. A lot of the sound cues mm-hmm. uh, provided yeah. some good scares and just a good soundtrack, all those types of things. But to me, it's just the script. Like, how do you start off so strong and then you just go into a bunch of bullshit happening that doesn't really mean much of anything other than adding to the point that people are going crazy? Um, yeah. Just I don't know. It just seems like so, it seems like it would have been a great short, you know, if they had it kept kind of what yeah. went on at the start maybe a tiny bit of the middle and then i do think the ending could have been better what did you guys think of that ending i don't know i didn't like it very much yeah i thought it was like you said it was abrupt like i didn't expect yeah. it to be over so soon i don't know like she left and then she ran back in the house and then it was like he was dead and he had been possessed or whatever happened but you know i don't know like it it wasn't bad but it just didn't fit i guess you know yeah it's like you have this well, slow build up for so long and then it's like daddy turns to a demon daddy reaches over and and groans and then she screams and it cuts to black and then you get the title yeah and it's yeah. just like that was the best they could come up with like if you're going to lead me on this right. long journey give me something more powerful that explains why the devil is after the dad because they don't really go into that into much detail either they don't no. explain why this family yeah. is being affected by the devil which i think could have held a lot of weight unless there was something i missed it just seems like the devil no. randomly chose them which i guess you know that ties into the point of the devil just being the devil and doing whatever the fuck he wants to do but i think if you're going to make a movie you want to flesh that idea out more and explain why this is happening and you know, the devil just gets everyone to kill themselves, but for some reason he can't manage with the father, who I understand he's bedridden and sick, but if he's the devil mm-hmm. and he has all these powers, why did he have so much trouble killing the dad? Like, is there more to that story well, or or what? I took it as he was using the dad to bring the rest of the family in so he could kill everybody else first, right? Oh, ah, okay. That's how I thought it was. Because See, I... 
Okay, sorry, go ahead. No, you're fine. Because, like, like you said, like, I mean, he killed everyone else or, like, forced them to commit suicide or whatever, and this dude's bedridden. I think that he, like, incapacitated him and, like, maybe put him in the coma or whatever it is, you know, to bring other people closer, you know, to get more than just one. But do you think they should have explained more, or do you think it works better that it's just sort of a random thing that the devil just chose this family? Or would you have liked a bit more background? It, like, if if the family had some sort of background into something that uh, made them susceptible yeah. to this. Or maybe they had a ancient heirloom, or just, just something, you know? Yeah. I'm, you know, I think it has some good... I think it's good and bad that they didn't explain it, right? Because mm-hmm. some movies have the issue where they over-explain. Like, even Hereditary, as much as I love it, like, she opens the book and reads about the cult and all this stuff, and it's like, all right, we get it, you know? Like, we kind yeah. of were getting it before that happened. Yeah. And I don't... Y'all have both seen Hereditary, right? I don't mean to spoil yeah, it. Yeah, I've seen it. But, uh, so... I think it's, you know, a very thin fence that you walk on when it comes to, like, explaining too much. You know what I mean? Yeah, you don't want to have your so hand So, I think held. it... Right, exactly. Yeah. And I don't think Hereditary held your hand or anything, but it was a little bit too much in a way. Mm-hmm. But, so I think that they took the safe road with not explaining, like, anything. And maybe they could have done a little more. But, you know, I don't know. Sometimes I enjoy not really understanding everything, you know? I, I think the, the weird thing for me with that is the movie i feel like tries to set up different things for you to pick up on like they set up that the priest that showed up who i guess wasn't actually there yeah his daughter was louise like did you yeah, catch that, that part that confused yeah, me. his daughter that confused the me. real priest's name is daughter's name was louise yeah she had the same name so to me it almost makes me wonder like are all these people already dead and because they killed themselves they're in hell and just being tortured over and over again? Oh, you know? I never thought of that. That but that that's the only explanation I can think of where like maybe they're I don't know, they could be ghosts and doing all the stuff, but the movie sets that little plot line up and then does nothing with it. So yeah. you have that little morsel of something interesting that just they do nothing with it and then they just they just die. But then the other thing it sets up, which makes the ending even weirder for me was that the nurse, I believe, says that a soul is harder to take if it's surrounded by love mm-hmm. or whatever. Yeah. So then she comes back. She says, I love you. I won't leave. And then still dies. <laughs> yeah. Because I took it, like, the whole thing as he was torturing people to take them away from the father so that he could get access to the soul. Okay. Right. Yeah. You know, and I think the suicide was just the final ending of it. But I would have bet, like, if they had never come, as the mother asked them not to, they never would have died or been involved. But because more love was coming in, you know, Charlie took care of them. The mom took care of them. And the kids obviously took care of the father. So they 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 set that part up too but then michael leaves and abandons and still dies so then that doesn't even make sense yeah that part was a trip too <laughs> you know. when he goes home and he sees his whole family dead and then he oh, kills man. himself yeah. that was a pretty powerful scene and then yeah. and then he just kills himself and then they come home so like i get it but sometimes that stuff in movies bothers me sometimes when it's mm-hmm. just like this happened or did it really happen no, it didn't. You yeah. know what I mean? And I feel like this movie did that so many times, especially, again, with the priest when she calls him. He's like, I've never been there to Thurber. I, I'm in Chicago in a hotel or something like that. It's just, I yeah. don't know. Maybe I'm just dumb and maybe I'm missing some of the important <clears throat> plot lines or something. 
but it just felt like as mm. the movie went on, it just seems like it was trying to do too much, but at the same time, it was doing too little while trying to explain right. itself, if you get what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, like with every character, we keep mentioning like, hey, we didn't have enough of this. Like with Charlie and then with the priest and then the real priest and all that, like and the granddaughter, like all these people are introduced and nothing ever comes of any of them. Mm-hmm. And it feels like just, I almost like, even though I was bored through like, not really bored, but wasn't super like invested in like the middle 30 minutes or so, mm-hmm. I yeah. still almost want like another hour of this movie just so that I can like, understand everything yeah. <laughs> and like no like have connections with the people that are dying because the gore was great and it always looked good like there's only really one bad cgi scene in the movie and that was the all spiders. the dead goats well the spider oh, wasn't great yeah. either but the dead goats I, was real fucking bad i did <laughs> like the uh yeah. the three-legged goat running around that was that was a pretty cool visual yeah I thought. that was <laughs> yeah yeah and hey that shit happens i <laughs> lived on my grandparents farm for a while and they had a bunch of cats that just lived outside and one of them just comes up the hill with like the bottom of his back leg gnawed Damn. off and he's just walking around <laughs> it's like all right cats are <laughs> like, how do you man. put down a little kitty it's crazy <laughs> my favorite fun fact about cats not to completely tangent us but i remember reading this article about how a woman put a gopro on her cat and cats just murder indiscriminately for fun that's true <laughs> they do that <laughs> it's it's awesome and then they always but, bring you the dead whatever it is as like yeah. a present. It's like, dude, get this fucking mouse out of my house. What's wrong <laughs> with you? <laughs> so back to the movie, though. I have a question for you guys. Shoot. If this movie had completely cut the opening, would you have it been invested in the middle? Like all the, if they cut all the good I stuff, think... basically? <laughs> well, yeah. But like maybe, maybe while they're going... To the end. Moved it to the end. No, I, I don't necessarily know that. I guess, yeah, because you could have just killed them all off right in a, a big climax. But I'm more wondering, like, if this movie had started as a slow burn, mm-hmm. you know, and then maybe you get, like, interstitial scenes of the mom before they come in and then that kind of stuff, like, setting up the what ha- telling you what happened in the beginning without showing it to you the same way. Yeah. But the movie starts as a slow burn and then has the same climax. Do you think it's a better movie? I think it is. Um, yeah, I agree. Because yeah. when you have all the highlights or most of the highlights and interest at the start, it's hard to keep that interest going because then they get into the story. And again, it's all over the damn place. Um, but if you build slow, you know, you're doing your world building and your mm-hmm. character building, then you're more invested. So when you get to the climax, it's going to hit much harder. Yeah. That's kind yeah. of how I feel about it, too. Yeah, I just think same as basically what, what we've been saying is it just started too high. Like, not too yeah. high. It just needed to keep that high if it was going to, but it didn't. Exactly. Which, it makes sense that it didn't. I mean, an hour and a half of people chopping their fingers off and stabbing themselves with, like, knitting needles would be a little extreme. But <laughs> <laughs> maybe spread it out a little bit throughout the middle as well. Yeah. I just wanted more to the story. Because I do agree with what you were saying earlier about how sometimes movies give you too much information but it does bug me with some Mm. movies when they don't give you enough at all and then they sort of leave it more open as an artistic premise like oh it's up to the viewer that works sometimes but other times it almost feels like a cop out like they're just saying ah whatever fuck it they'll figure it out they'll come up with whatever they want but I wonder if there's something we're missing to this you know I'll be curious later um, 
I might look up some more write-ups on this or maybe see on Reddit if there's some different ideas or something that I'm missing to this movie because maybe that will change my perspective. But as it is, it just feels uh, like a good idea that goes astray and gets messy. Yeah, it's 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 interesting because I didn't not like the movie. Like I I gave it a a good rating. So like I like the movie and I hate to keep hating on it because there's a lot of good in it. But it's hard to talk about it without talking about the bad. Um, so yeah, I mean I don't know. Did you think that it was scary? Like did it actually scare you guys at any point or anything? Not particularly. Um, I think it definitely <laughs> had some good atmosphere and creepy moments. Uh, as I said, I was listening yeah. in headphones, so there were some moments, especially with all the, uh, you know, the glass bottles and all the charms that were always blowing in the wind. Yeah. Uh, there yeah. were some creepy moments with that. There was times where the glass smashed, more like jump scares and things like that. But um, it didn't really disturb me too much, other than the fingers. Like, the fingers thing, that one, <laughs> that that one's going to stick with me. That's one of the main things yeah. I'm going to remember from this movie. And I admit, uh, I'm a bit of a gore hound. Uh, when it comes to horror movies, I do like a lot of the cheesy slashers. I really appreciate special effects and things like that. So that was something that yeah, that really sure. did stick with me. Uh, but yeah. Well, when it happened too, because I was me and Haley watched it, and I was like, I think she's gonna chop the tip of her finger off, and then she mm-hmm. did, and then she just kept fucking going. I was like, what is she doing? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Chris? Did it scare you at all? Um, yes and no. It, it did something that I actually appreciate after complaining about one of its tropes is that it set up a lot of jump scares and then didn't give them to you. Sure. And I'm one of those people where, like, I'm not even going to front. I'll, like, sit on my phone when I know a jump scare is coming in and then, oh, I can't see. I have to adjust the angle a little bit over the television, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I did that a couple of times for this movie and... Um, it, it just never happened. It was like there was one I can think of with Louise where you kept keep expecting a jump scare, and then she just the next scene is just her lighting a cigarette. There is no jump scare. Yeah, and that was when I was like, oh, I appreciate the shower that. part you was know. a bit of a jump scare. I mean, you you saw it yeah, coming because yeah, the shower heard, was pretty. You freaky. heard the footsteps and all that, but then when she opened it and her dad's just standing there pissing down his leg, I mean that was a pretty creepy. Yeah, moment. yeah, yeah. It didn't overall scare me very much at all. Like. Like y'all said, the atmosphere was really good, and I did enjoy the the setup for the jump scares and stuff. But, you know, when this movie first was coming out, what, five months ago or something like that, um, mm-hmm. I watched a few, like, spoiler-free reviews because I was ex- really excited for it. And they were all just like, this movie was absolutely terrifying. One of the scariest movies I've yeah. seen in, like, years. I don't, and I it's don't like, trust what those. What the fuck? Sorry, sorry, well, sorry like, to cut you off. I don't off. usually I just, either. I, just, I apologize for cutting you off, but I just, whenever people say, like, this is the scariest movie ever, people were passing out in the theater. Oh, you blah, 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 blah. <laughs> oh, it's so terrifying. Whenever people say that, I always just roll my eyes because it, it never comes true. Yeah. I usually do, too, but these were, like, like horror, like, reviewers. Mm-hmm. So I was kind of like, all right, you know, maybe. And then I ended up buying it here recently. But, yeah, it didn't scare me at all. And that happened to me with Hereditary, too. And Hereditary was pretty terrifying at parts. So, But, you know, when that one came out, it was always like, this is the scariest movie ever or whatever. And it's like, I don't know, like 90% of that movie is a drama. Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> But, yeah, with this one... I- Go ahead. I, I can see why this movie would scare you, though. Because it is very tense, I guess. Mm-hmm. Sure. So if that if that tension 
Because I think a lot, I think a lot of times people mistake tension for fear. You know, when they're watching movies, at least yeah. I feel that way. Mm-hmm. We're like, oh, this is very tense, but it's not scary. You're just on the edge you of know? your seat, basically. Yeah, exactly. Right, and I feel like if you were super invested in this movie, and especially all the like the go, I guess ghost or apparition stuff, I could see this movie freaking you out. But it was like we we've said over and over again, like it we got so disinvested in that part that it wasn't scary because do we didn't give a shit. Whereas yeah. if I had given a shit, it might have been a little bit more scary because I'm worried about the characters. Right. But, once the beginning happened, I was like, I said to myself, like, oh, the brother's going to die, and then she's going to freak out, and something's going to happen to her at the end. I didn't know that Curtis was going to die, because I didn't know who Curtis was. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> I think that, like you said, this it kind of reminded me of, like, a really cheesy, like, 80s slasher, where, like, mm-hmm. all of the characters in those movies are just really shitty people, usually, or just dumb or whatever, and you don't care when they die, and it's like, you're cheering it on or mm-hmm. whatever. And... It felt like that with this one in a way. Not that you cheered it on because this movie was pretty brutal. but And the characters felt real or whatever. But it felt that way when they would die. You were just like, oh, all right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they were pretty, they were pretty <laughs> like, plain. Yeah. Cool. I found the characters to be pretty plain. <laughs> yeah. But that does tie into where they are. Uh, like, you know, the small yeah. town. Uh, the factor of isolation as well, I think, would play into how scared someone might be. Like, if you live, you know, far out on a farm like that away from everything... Uh, a movie with this type of idea might hit you a little bit harder. Mm. You know, just yeah. just the themes of it, of having the, the country doctors that have to come visit and things like that uh, obviously doesn't relate to me and where I live, so all those themes didn't really stick. But um, yeah. I do think when it comes to movies, sometimes it's the relatability that does add to the fear because you can put yourself in that oh, situation definitely. much more. So I could understand why some people uh, might relate to this movie and be scared by it if they are living in a similar yeah. way or if they have lived that lifestyle before. I know that it's funny because it reminds me of, um, you guys have seen Blair Witch, obviously. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The first one you, and the remake. Yeah. The first one. Too. You guys like, like it. Do you think it's scary? Like, Oh man, I, I saw the first one. I was just a kid when it came out. I saw it in theaters and I don't think yeah. I slept that night. I, I was, I was, I was <laughs> terrified, man. When the guy's screaming at yeah. the end, just, just something yep. about yeah. that, man, that stuck with me. Well, I, absolutely. I bring it up because, it's funny thinking about your stories. I remember when that came out, I was also a kid and I remember my dad saw it and we lived on a raised ranch where we're all surrounded by woods. And I still remember to this day, my dad, I think for months would get home, park his car and sprint into the house. (laughs) 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 And, um, so yeah, it's definitely a a fact matter of like your exposure to the the, the stuff. And that's a sign of a good horror movie. I always say is, Mm-hmm. Uh, or you know, like I would say, this is a good horror movie. I wouldn't say this one was great or amazing. But the sign of a great or amazing horror movie to me is when it does leave you disturbed. You know, whether you're disturbed by the violence and the gore, or maybe something sticks with you like that, like your father just running into the house, uh, just things mm-hmm. that seem believable, just messing with your psyche a little bit. I think that's the sign of a truly great horror movie. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, one one to do that recently. Since we're kind of on a tangent here, was Lake Mungo. Have y'all seen that? It's a mockumentary. I, I, I want to see it. I Which one is that? It's very I, I've good. I've heard of that, but I'm not exactly It's sure. about the girl that died, and like they keep seeing her in the house and in pictures and stuff like that or whatever. It's it's really, really good, but it's like it feels real because it's shot as a documentary. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so like watching it, I wasn't affected at all. Like When it was over, I was like, oh, that was pretty good. 
and then I turned off all the lights and went to bed and was like, holy shit. I got to like turn a light on or something, turn on YouTube on my phone. <laughs> I keep seeing this girl in my sh- <laughs> my closet in the corners. <laughs> you know which one did that to me? And I think people are probably going to laugh at me for saying this, but I'm just going to be honest. It follows kind of <laughs> fucked with me, man. Just just yeah. just the I not so much the stuff that was happening in the movie itself, but just that idea, <clears throat> excuse me, of something that yeah. chases you down. To no end. And never stops. And never, like that, yeah. that idea, I don't know, man, for some reason that really struck a chord with me and terrified me. The idea that, you know, you could move away, but that thing is just walking. And it's taken its time. But just the yeah. inevitability of uh, something coming after you and just splitting you in half, like the girl at the start of that movie when her legs all broken yeah. and crooked. Oof. That movie, nah, that was, a man, that messed with me. That was a great movie. I love that movie. Yeah, it's all right. So, um... I got a kind of a question because I'm kind of torn on it uh, sure. about this movie, The Dark and the Wicked. Again, do you think <laughs> that the brother leaving at the end makes? Do you think he's like a coward or anything, or do you think he was trying to protect him and his family, like his wife and daughters? A bit of both. And do you think that's more important than your, you know, like blood family? I guess. I mean, your daughters are blood. You know what I mean? Like your immediate family. I think he could have handled it better. I mean, I know they're pretty yeah. far out yeah. there, but I'm telling you, if that was me. And, like, shit was going that crazy. Like, my mom's cutting fingers off, and we find this diary about devils <laughs> and, you know, goat goats yeah. are being massacred and all this. I'm saying, fuck it, man. We're taking our chances. Daddy's going in the back of the truck, strap him down with some bungee cords, <laughs> and we are getting yeah. the yep. hell out of here. Like, I wouldn't just oh, I, I wouldn't just abandon and leave. They stayed far too but He long. was dying anyway. I know that sounds harsh, but come on. I mean, that place is very clearly cursed. But then, it, but then yeah. again, is the devil in the house and in that property or is he like within the father so it seemed like he was attached like to the people yeah or following the people or whatever because like you know like we said he followed the son uh michael to that's uh, true yeah to his house and killed him there or got him to kill himself there so maybe it was inevitable so, maybe maybe there was just no escape no matter what they did no see i think they left too late that's the thing because he leaves after he gets whispered in his ear, which is also when Charlie kills himself, mm-hmm. yeah. um, is after the entity whispers in his ear. So I would imagine if he'd left, like if he'd left when I would have left after he saw his mother floating in in midair, yeah, yeah. he I think he would have been fine. But I think it's once the entity touches you and then they whisper into your ear. That's when, like, you're marked. You're going to die. <laughs> That's one of the issues with the movie. I, I know I keep coming back to the same point about about the writing and how it's not fleshed out, but, you know, mm-hmm. I'm not 100% sure what the rules are with how it all works, you know? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And establishing and keeping those rules is important in a movie. And, yeah, I agree. Like, it seemed like it was kind of all over the place. Yeah, that's my biggest gripe with it, really. That's what I think kept this from being a great movie. I do think it's a good movie, but what kept it from being great is just... You got you got to fill in too many blanks. Sometimes that works, sometimes it doesn't. Mm-hmm. I think a, a strong yeah. ending would have helped make up for a lot of the middle. But again, it's like a graph, you know. At the start, it's going up, it's going up. Then it just yeah. tanks. Like once you get to the middle part, yeah. and then it just stays flat, and it, it doesn't even crescendo again at the end. The ending just happens, and no. you and you go, right. oh okay, the old cut to black ending <laughs> into the title. Like what is this? Yeah. Yeah. And didn't I, it sh- maybe I'm wrong? Didn't it show the title in the beginning too? I believe it I did. So. Yeah. So did it show it like twice? Is that normal? Yeah. Like I don't remember any other movies showing it at the beginning and the end. 
I'm, I'm not 100 percent sure. sure, but I think it did because at the start, didn't some stuff happen and then it showed the title? Well, it was like yeah. cutting to just random shit around the farm, and the mom singing, and then it would go to like the producer and the director and stuff. Oh, okay. And then I, th- I thought the title popped up then, but usually movies pick one or the other. Yeah. Or it'll do like a Friday Thirteenth remake and be like 40 minutes in or whatever. I I just mm-hmm. can't stand when when a movie just ends so abrupt like that. Like, does that ever work? To just end? Very rarely. Like, see, I honestly think it could have worked in this movie if they'd committed to one of the plot lines that they set up. Mm-hmm. You know? We're Which like... One? Oh, just Either one of them. Yeah, yeah. Like, the, uh, the more the ones I brought up of the mother or the love protecting the soul or whatever, mm-hmm. where if this movie had gone down her protecting him... It, Michael kills himself because and then comes and then they come back to the ending and she lays on her bed the haunting stops and then you see it turns into morning and then maybe you get the same jump scare but it, I think it works a little bit better because it gives you this sense of like oh okay it worked like her love protected him and then no it didn't that would yeah. have been a little bit better yeah I don't know I think it doesn't necessarily work for the reasons that you brought up Luke but also because there's no there's no resolution to anything there's no like you you know i'm trying to think of an example off the top of my head and i can't but i'm sure there's stuff where everyone dies but you still get this like it was inevitable kind of feeling where in this one you don't get that because there's there's no inevitability because you don't know why any of this is happening and what it's doing. So you're like, oh, okay, I guess she could survive. And I'm wondering if she I'm wondering might. if that's the idea that they <laughs> went with. You know, if they just right. again, this is the thing that I hate when it's just that's the whole point. It could just happen. You don't know why. You have to guess. It's open ended, and that that shit is annoying yeah. sometimes. Some movies it works really well because some movies will give you so many little details to pick at and there will be a lot of storylines they flesh things out and then they end in a way where you do have to go back and sort of pick things apart even further you know what i mean but this one Mm -hmm. is just like it takes you in so many different directions and there's a lot of dead ends i feel like and then it just ends abruptly and it's i don't know it wasn't satisfying i want to feel satisfied at the end of a movie in one way or another that doesn't mean i have to get what i want but i want to feel some type of satisfaction like that was, you know, that was well worth my time. And this was a, a good enough movie that it was it was worth the watch, and I'm glad I watched it, but I don't know. The ending just took me out of it a bit. Yeah, when I mean, when it was over, I, we were just like, all right, well, it's done. Like, cool. <laughs> like, it wasn't like, holy shit, or like, wow, or anything. It was just like, all right, well, it's over. We watched that movie. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, see, it w- you know it would have been interesting if they if the next scene was her in the hospital in the same coma, you know, and it's the cycle's yeah, just starting okay. again. If they do this, that kind of stuff, but they don't do anything. They don't give you anything. Nope. They don't even yeah. do the Hollywood thing and set up a sequel. They do nothing. <laughs> I wonder what the director has said about this movie or if there have been any discussions about that ending or anything like that. That's something I'm going to look into further afterwards just because I'm curious, but I wonder if other yeah, viewers, yeah, I wonder if other viewers I'm feel looking the same up way. an ending. Yeah, I'm not sure. Because I didn't really read any I'm reviews looking. or anything about this. I went into it pretty much blind. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what the general consensus is, but I'm curious what other people are saying and if there is anything glaring that we're missing. But it doesn't seem like it. I mean, Well, it's got 
It's got like a 91 on Rotten Tomatoes. So a lot of people liked it. I know that doesn't mean that 91 people thought it was amazing, but 91 people thought it was worth watching. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, it's it pretty watching. damn good. It's worth watching. For yeah, sure. for sure. It, it does kind of sound like we're ripping it apart. I don't think it's an awful movie. I just feel like it's one of those movies where it had potential to be so much more. Yeah, yeah. I feel like this movie is like 75% of the way to like a classic horror movie. <laughs> yeah. And I think that's why we're ripping it so much. And like, not to be like, this movie's terrible, but to be like, man, this could have been really fucking good. Yeah. And I think that's more disappointing than it just being a bad movie. Yeah, it had everything there. The story. So. Go ahead, sorry. No, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Oh, no, you go ahead. Um, So really, like, kind of like the last big thing I wanted to talk about was like the religion in the family or lack thereof. And yeah. it started with the mom singing a hymn, right? Mm-hmm. But then throughout so. the movie, they say numerous times, or maybe it wasn't a hymn, but it was a religious song about trials and temptations and such. Mm-hmm. But throughout the movie, they keep saying, like, my mom didn't believe, like, none of us do or whatever. So do y'all think that she, like, started believing because of that fake preacher that kept showing up? Or do you think, like, what do you think that was? Like, like the... um. The kind of the story behind that, I guess. That actually know? made me think of one of my favorite lines from the movie, and I wrote it down, and it was when the priest was talking to them about all this, about belief in God and the devil, and he says, you think the wolf cares if you believe he's a wolf, not if he finds you mm-hmm. alone yeah. in the woods. I thought that was a great line. Every, yeah, it really, really stuck good. out, just saying how, regardless of what you think of the devil, if he can attach himself to you and your family, he's going to do so, yeah. and he's yeah. just going to rot you all from the inside out, basically. Yeah, I mean, believe or not, you know, if something's real, it's real whether you know it, you believe it or not. It's, exactly. It was pretty, it was a powerful little speech he gave, for sure. Yeah. Well, I liked it because it, it reminds me, and I think we've had this conversation on this show before, where I've always said, like, if you had the opportunity to sell your soul to the devil, you obviously don't sell your soul to the devil because that implies the existence of God, right? So right. I like that this movie was like, yes, yeah, she became religious because she realized the bad one was real. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. You know, well, if, I, I like mean, that if half the story is real, the other half has to be real too. Or exactly. at least, you know, to an extent. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I don't know. I just, I like when stuff takes that perspective because it's usually just, oh, I'm going to sell my soul to the devil for great talent at rapping or singing or whatever it is, you know. And Yeah. Um, and it was pretty interesting how the family wasn't religious because usually in these movies, they are religious, you know? Like, usually that's a yeah. big factor. And a big point, so I definitely found that part interesting. Uh, I do think as things went along and things got worse that maybe she started to believe a bit more and started to dabble in it. And she had all those crosses, remember? Yeah, and that was the same cross that the preacher gave the son. Yeah. The little mm-hmm. thin metal one, which <coughs> I don't know. Like, I guess maybe the preacher gave her one every time he visited or something, which shows that he's been there for a while because that Ziploc bag had quite a few of them yeah, in there. Yeah, it was plenty. Yeah. So, so like, who the, was that preacher? That's a question the movie never never answers. Was that just the I think devil? it was the devil. Yeah. I think it was just another form of the devil. Cause, which is also <sighs> weird because the number that he gave them was a real preacher's number. It was the same preacher, right? Right, yeah. Yeah. That's so, the stuff that annoys me because <laughs> it's just like, oh, just yeah. the devil just being the devil. It, I just, I don't, <laughs> I get it. That's part of what makes the devil scary and frightening and terrifying all these things is just he can do whatever he wants that's kind of the premise of this movie but for a movie when you're watching it i don't know a bit more explanation or detail goes a long way in my opinion 
because a lot of times there's there's yeah. stuff happening mm-hmm. and you're just saying oh is that real or is it just the devil or is it not and i guess that's part of the allure of movies like this sometimes but i keep coming back to the same point i'm sorry i feel like a broken record i just feel like this movie needed more meat on its bones yeah well like you said earlier i think i think it was you that like it just took on too many different things at once mm-hmm. and just couldn't handle all of them it's like you learn to juggle with three balls and then someone hands you like 12 yeah, and a chainsaw yeah <laughs> it's like well i can't do this so i'm just gonna cut my fingers yeah. off <laughs> but yeah so i don't honestly have a whole lot more to say about this movie i didn't think it was going to be such a short episode but i think one thing would be interesting um just kind of talk about some of your favorite scenes we don't do this for every episode but there was quite a few scenes in this movie that i was really into and thought yeah. was, were done really well so Chris, I'll let you go first. What are some scenes that really like drew you in? Honestly, I think the most the scene I enjoyed the most was Michael in his room with the lights going on and off, and then him going to the windows. Yeah, and I I like that scene specifically because as I mentioned, it it sets up a jump scare but then doesn't do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, at least not not in the typical like oh the screen's fill with a scary face kind of thing. Um. But that scene to me was one of the most tense scenes in the tense scenes in the movie. Yeah, for sure. What about you, Luke? Anything really stand outish? I to keep you? coming back to the fingers, man. The the finger because yeah. so many movies do that. So many movies do that thing where a knife is chopping and then nothing happens. Or I thought maybe she might chop her finger and do that thing where she goes, "Ooh, ouch!" and then sucks the blood off. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. But yeah, then the yeah, fact yeah. that she cut them and then she kept cutting them like some goddamn parsley, I was like, "Shit, she lost her mind." So that part stuck out yeah. to me. Um, the naked, bloated mama corpse was kind of creepy when she was walking through. Yeah, really well done. And I, I wonder, too, if there's more symbolism to the to the chimes um, that are always blowing in the wind. Did you guys have any thoughts on that? Because it seems like it comes up uh, very often. It's You're always hearing them. It's always showing them. And then when it shows her walking, she just walks right through it. So... I wonder mm-hmm. if that was supposed to lead us to feel like that was some sort of false sense of protection almost, but it wasn't. Yes, that's that's yeah. sort of well, the idea I got. I know on – yeah, I, th- I think you're absolutely right. Is what, That's what it's used for in the movie. But I know those are actually used because my grandparents like raised goats, like show goats or whatever, and they would put that stuff up as well, like just bottles and stuff and metal that clangs so that if they did get out, they would know and be able to hear it in the house. Or for the wolves mm-hmm. or something coming. Yeah, that as well. But, but yeah, in the movie. I but yeah, there may be some with what with what they used. Like I didn't really notice anything, but maybe some of it was symbolic in a way. Yeah, I was trying to get a good look at it. I couldn't really see. I know I saw some type of star, and there were some glass bottles and stuff, but I couldn't really tell what the symbols were. That might be something that would take a second look. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, uh, also another scene. I thought um, Michael discovering his family. I mean, that was pretty disturbing. Of course. Yeah, was. him walking through the house with that record playing. Yeah. Man. Yeah. That was real tense. That was very tense. Uh, the nurse killing herself with the yarn needles was kind of comical more than it was, like, disturbing and scary because I just saw it coming a mile away. She's sitting yeah. there with the yarn needles. Yeah, as soon as she was holding them. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> yeah, she's going to stab herself with those. Um, it, it was well done, though. That was, that's one of my favorite kills cause, just because it was fucking yeah. brutal and she kept doing Stabbing it. herself over and over. Um, and the eyes. Oh, my God. Yeah, bleeding out of her eyes. Uh, I mentioned the goat with the three legs. That was quite the visual. Uh, 
and the part where it shows Michael throwing one of the corpses onto the fire, that kind of made me laugh. He just he yeah. just hucked the goat into the fire. Um, yeah, but I got it. I wish the whole the whole scene with all of the goats dead was a little better done, because that scene would have been really like fucked up if it didn't look like a cartoon. Yeah, it looked like some PlayStation Two graphics, kind of. <laughs> yeah, way, yeah, it was pretty bad, which there. is unfortunate because everything else, like special effects wise, looked really good. Yeah, the cinematography in this movie I thought was was on point. All the little things mm-hmm. were done well, but I really have to check back and see what that goat was doing, man. It's when Michael's in the farm near the <laughs> end, and there's a goat, and it's like rocking back and forth. It looks like there's something on top of it. I don't know what it was. Uh, if you remember, you can take a look back at it. But um, something was going on there for sure. I know I'm not crazy. Yeah, I want to look back at it now because I'm really interested to see if like it was the demon like riding a goat. Yeah, it, it, <laughs> it, it was around the part where he's in the goat pen, and I think it, it like just before the bloated mama corpse comes out at him. It's around that scene there, and you'll see the goat rocking back and forth, and there's something on top of it. At first, I thought was the baby goat on it, but no, it almost looks like a little creature or something. I don't know, but. That's one thing I did appreciate about this movie is how there's always little weird things going on in the background. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was talking to Haley about it because I was we kept like pausing it to like look to see if we could see anything. And I was like horror movies have really ruined like every other genre for me because like I'll just be watching like little women and be like is that someone standing in the corner back there? Like yeah. <laughs> like what is going on? <laughs> and that's part of why I liked it follows just to come back to, since we yeah. brought that up earlier, that's part of why I like that. You're always scanning the background, and you're wondering, is that it, or is that a regular person? I mean, you're not really sure. Right. That's what's so terrifying about that movie, but mm-hmm. yeah. What were your favorite scenes, Blake? Yeah, it was really like, the nurse one was really good. Um, like Chris said, with the guy, with the sun, and the lights keep turning on and off. That was a good scare. Like, that would terrify me more than anything. It was like, just laying in bed, and the fucking lights come on. Yeah. Because, like, nothing just accidentally flips the switch. Yeah. (laughs) So it's something happening. And even if it was some sort of electrical, you know, fuck up, he he turns it off and gets back in bed and then it happens again. So, like, the first time you talk yourself out of it, like, oh, that's just something happening, whatever. But then... Yeah, it's raining, electrics, you know, it's all fucked up right now. Or have you you ever had a light switch not turned all the way off? Like, it's in the middle? And some and sometimes yeah, and it ends up falling. Yeah, it can like turn off or turn on. Yeah, so yeah. really, and like like we said, the whole beginning, like the first fifteen minutes, I know that's probably more than one scene technically, but it was all really well done, and it just started out on such a tense, like tense and pretty terrifying note. I don't um, really have uh, what's up. Well, Blake, I'm actually surprised that you didn't bring up the connection between the goats, the devil, and the witch, or the vvvitch, as we mentioned that on the show. <laughs> I was thinking about that too, um, actually. Uh, Baphomet, Baphomet yeah. the the goat yep. lord. Yeah, oh, that's true. Maybe one of the goats was the devil. Yeah, maybe because they have that was another scene that they don't explain of Michael looking like he's about to snap the goat out of the goat's neck. Did you notice that? Yeah, where he kind of hugs it and then grabs it and By is the holding horns. the horn. I'm like, okay, why are you gonna kill this goat? <laughs> um, so maybe that could have been the one. I don't know, but I'm I just well, I think I'm that surprised goat. you didn't think about it. The goat he was holding was the one with three legs, right? I think so. I'm not entirely sure. So maybe they were putting it down to like put it out of its misery or something. Because uh, when you own a farm like that, you can't really coddle a goat that has three legs. <laughs> yeah. Because you just have so much other shit to do, I guess. But yeah, that is no, an interesting like 
with the witch and stuff and thinking about that. I, I honestly didn't make that connection at all. Glad I could make it for you, though. I appreciate that, man. <laughs> so does either one of you guys i can start out with either one um just have anything else to like for wrap-up thoughts or anything i didn't mean for it to be such a short episode but like it was a, a good decent movie and i think we kind of covered everything about it that at least i had thought of i think we hit on everything pretty much realized like i had a bunch of notes i touched on pretty much everything i had to say yeah what about you chris no, I'm I'm pretty satisfied with it. It was it was a good movie. I recommend people watch it, but it's not yeah. perfect. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. So we can jump into the ratings out of five stars, Luke. I don't know if I, I guess I did not warn you about this. Oh, this is on the spot. But um, to throw it on you, out of five stars, how many do you give it, man? <laughs> I feel like a three about because I it's above average. I think it's good, but after that first chunk, I was just kind of finishing it for the sake of finishing it, and then the ending really turned me off. I could see like a 3.5 uh, if I were feeling generous. Um, sure. I'm on the spot, so it's hard to say, but the fact that I'm not sure, when I'm not sure, I usually go with a lower rating. Maybe that makes me a negative person, but, you know. Do a 3.25. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, around, I'd say like a 3 or 3.5. It's It's a good movie. Uh, I feel like if I were to give it a 3.5, it would be based more on potential because I think it has potential to be so much better. But uh, yeah, I'm a pretty harsh critic, as some people might know if they watch any of my music reviews. So I, I'm going to go with like a 3. It's good and it's worth the watch, but it's it's not an amazing movie in my opinion. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What about you, Chris? Out of five stars, how many do you give this? I gave it, I actually went with a 3.5. Um, okay. I I enjoyed the movie. I just think it has problems. So, yeah, it's not bad. It's not excellent either. Yeah, I landed on a three. So we're all pretty much at the same, give or take. Um, I could go with three point five. You know, like like Luke said, if I was feeling generous with it, because my biggest issue with it is that it just had so much potential and kind of squandered a mm-hmm. bit on like a lot of the things it tried to do. Yeah, like to me, a three point five isn't outlandish by any means. Like that, that's a score that makes sense. But whenever yeah. I'm going back and forth between two scores, I usually go with the lower one just because it just you know I feel like I'm trying to convince myself to give the higher score. You know? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. That definitely right. makes sense. So, Chris, is it your yes. turn to pick next week, or is it Brett's? And do you have Brett's choice? I don't or did we Brett's forget choice. to get Brett's choice? <laughs> we, did, we forgot to get Brett's choice, so I'll have to edit that in later. <laughs> <laughs> I completely forgot. All right, so next week we will be covering, Oops. insert there, whatever audio Brett gives you. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm so excited for that movie. That movie is going to be great. I love, <laughs> that movie is going to be awesome. <laughs> I love Teenage I've been Mutant to Ninja see Turtles. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be great if he actually picked that. We just could keep this audio. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> There's one so, episode where we, we had to change it, and you can hear me, like, Brett's like, oh, next week we're going to watch, and then I just go, Into the Spider-Verse. <laughs> and then he just <laughs> continues on with Brett's. <laughs> it's pretty funny. <laughs> All right, so, Luke, why don't you end us off here, or we can end it off, but why don't you wrap it up with um, who you are, I guess, and where people can find you. Um, Luke James not the singer because I have to make that clear I used to get a lot of emails and 
social media mentions <laughs> wanting to book me for parties and various things, which would be pretty funny if I showed <laughs> did up. Did you ever take one of those opportunities? I never did, but I've gotten some oh. I've gotten some serious looking emails from people who are dead serious, like trying to get me to oh, sing man. on boats and shit, but never took that. You should have pulled an MF Doom and just pretended to be that person. <laughs> could have done that but yeah you can check me on youtube where i do reviews look up luke james reviews uh luke james bgn on twitter and instagram and i also stream on twitch a couple times a week mostly retro games but i'm excited about that persona 5 strikers coming up so luke james not the same on twitch i can't wait for that man it's gonna be good real good well all right guys and girls thank you for joining us this week again on midweek matinee we appreciate it peace out peace Good night, guys. Shout out to our patrons. We have Mr. Rob Henry, who is a host over on the Warp Point podcast and streaming and stuff that they do. Go check them out. Rob Henry, thank you so much, man. We've also got Josh Drago, who came in and followed his word from the Turkey Spaghetti. Try Turkey Spaghetti if you haven't. Also, though, we have Kyle Grimm, Josh Jarrell, Matthew Green. My name is Dan, Luke Bartolomeo, Sean Sanderud, Funk Turkey, Danny Villiobos, Corey Hickerson, Blake Popes, Kevin Bacon Bits, Mark Schutz, Eric McAllister, Shadowist, Stephen Salazar, The Stonard, Rich, Constantly Kenny, Solitary Red, Chris Figs, Zachary Sawyer, Landis, Rude Days 93, Brian, Donovan Williams, William Digital Spooker, Derek Porter, Josh Ayers, Joshua Lago, Sean One Neo, Tyler Powers, El Tabib, Jason Clendenning, and last but certainly not least, Mr. Richard Schaefer. Thank you guys so much for supporting us. And remember, you can head over to patreon.com slash nartech to support us more. Thank you. Thank you.